1: G'day and welcome to this week's segment of Farm Yarns, where we dive behind the audio to find out who inspires our guests, what motivates them, what they would like to debunk and also what resources <laughs> they lean on to get the most out of their agri business. So let's get down to it, Farm Yarns. Well, thank you very much for joining us today at the beginning of this week, um, but now we get to dive down into Farm yarn segment on the FarmsWise podcast. David and Bianca from Our Cow, thank you for joining us for a Farm Yarn. Thanks Thanks
2: for having having
1: us, Jeff. So with these and especially your story, I think it's pretty unreal to be able to highlight how you get about it, what your motivations are and maybe who inspires you, what resources you lean on. So let's kick it off and get into what your morning routine looks like. Let's let's go. What it looked like before our cow, and put it into what it is now.
3: Um. Yeah. Before our cow, it was basically get um uh, have a have a cup of tea, think about what was going on for the day, um, and then you know tackle a couple of jobs that needed to happen, whether you're moving moving cattle or or you know planting a crop or, or, or um, yeah, fertilizing or anything like that. So that was sort of the morning routine. There wasn't really much of a one. It was just sort of get up and have a coffee and sort of think about what was going on for the day. Um, now our morning routine is fairly a bit more structured. Um, you know, we, we try and win our morning. So we get up and uh, we do, a, it, it does change from time to time. But Jackie, do you want to talk about it?
2: Yeah, so it usually involves um, exercise. Straight up in the morning, first thing we do we get up. Um, we spend a bit of time journaling and a lot of affirmations as well. So we do a lot of that. Um, there's usually a bit of meditating involved in there as well. So it's a it's a very different morning compared to what it used to be. Very healthy breakfast and then um, yeah, start the day.
3: If you were to tell me three years ago that my morning routine would consist of meditating, I, was, I would have told you to piss off. But yeah, it's definitely. Changed a lot and it, um, you, you change it and when you sort of have a lot of stress and,
1: and different things going on. So, yeah. Yeah. So, it is for farmers as well. So, you win the morning, win the day, um, and maybe pass that meditating on to other farmers out there that are looking to try, strive for more as well. So, great stuff. For, for your role within the industry currently with our cow, Who's inspired you to push you to do more both professionally and personally
3: um, professionally I would say um you know I've seen a, probably not one particular person, but you know we have a lot of um mentors around us now that have done some great things within the industry and and just entrepreneurs as well so uh I wouldn't name anyone in particular but um yeah, I, I just probably one thing that inspired me was I read the book, um, Shoe Dog by Phil Knight. It was around the the story about Nike yeah. and how that story come about. Yeah. and I, that that book just sort of changed my life when i when I read that. and um you know, just seeing what that guy went through over like a twenty twenty five year period. Um, you know, really just a roller coaster of emotions to see what he went through to get that business to what it was. And you know, Nike was turning over like something like two hundred and fifty odd million, but he was still broke until they um uh, listened on the stock exchange. So it's just a crazy story to think. But he's probably one guy that has inspired me to really do better and achieve and keep going as well. Yep. Yeah. Chris? Yeah. Um I would
2: probably say um Andrew Roberts from Farmer Academy has pushed up, pushed me personally a lot to learn and to grow and to be um, a better leader and a better person yeah, as, a, as a business person, yeah, for
1: yeah. sure. Yeah, I think you probably need these drivers as well. Um, Robert's doing a great job over there um, with his work and to get you where you are today with your meditation, those key drivers that inspired you um, really go a long way into helping you for your sort of community as well at our cow but for in 60 seconds tell me about your first little memory we'll go to david first just a memory your first memory on farm what was it and where were you uh, my
3: first memory of farm uh, i remember helping my mum and dad draft some cattle out when i was about oh five maybe four or five but then i remember there was a macadamia nut tree that used to be over our cattle yard. So i remember sitting down after and just cracking and eating some macadamia nuts with rocks and eating macadamia nuts so that was my first memory on a farm
1: not a bad one to look back on
3: yeah.
1: yeah bianca was it a bit later on in life for you or did you have someone that you could go to on farm
2: no, mine, probably most vivid one was very much later in life. Um, Dave and I went to a wedding on a farm and I was shitting myself about opening the gate because there was cattle there. I was like, I'm not going anywhere near them. So yeah, I sat in the car and Dave opened the gate. I was not game to go anywhere near him.
1: <laughs> Good stuff. Very, very sort of different stages for your memory on farm. Um, But I, I'd imagine you're making a fair few memories on your own farm currently at the moment. But within farming, there's a lot of myths. What would be one thing that you'd like to debunk about Australian farming? Maybe the paddock plate sort of stuff as well.
3: Um, One thing that I'd like to debunk is a farmer is not a 65-year-old white man in a pair of overalls with a piece of straw in his mouth anymore. You know, ag is such an exciting place to be. Um, We love our industry that we're in, and you know, we've got some really good young people coming on. And some good older people that you know have always been at the forefront of changing in agriculture and and, you know um, you know being on the front foot in things. So I think that's probably one thing that I'd like to debunk.
2: I'd probably say just the image that agriculture has within the mainstream media. I know in the media we're often in we're we're in the news for the wrong reasons, and I think there is a lot of positive things that do occur in agriculture and within our industry as a whole that we should be really proud of. And I want to be able to help tell those stories and to put
1: agriculture in a really positive light in mainstream media. Yeah I love those and half the reason podcasts existed because agriculture just comes up in the media when we're seeing floods or we're in extreme drought Um, and I think we just need that sort of consistent voice um, showcasing the successes challenges that happen each and every year so that's why my first challenge was to put the podcast out weekly and now we've got two episodes one a full one and one a bit of a little bonus one which is this one farm yarns just to see the other side of it so i think it's going a long way in it but just like our cow we're only at the first stages of what we're doing um trying to improve the lives of farmers one episode at a time so we'll see how we get about with that Awesome, yeah. but for one thing a bit that you'd like to change in australian agriculture what would that be is it a collective one or you both got two streams
3: um, just offering farmers another market, and you know, promoting the environmental benefits of of um, you know grass fed and grass finished livestock, I guess. So that's probably one thing that I would say.
2: Yeah, and I'd just say really um, putting animal welfare in the forefront of every farmer's mind. I think people that are consuming our products really want to see that the animals are being looked after, as well as the environment.
3: I think that it's just one thing that uh farmers aren't going to dictate how they farm anymore it's going to be the consumer that dictates how somebody farms livestock so you know we really need to be at the forefront and in front of that uh wave i guess so yep. if we can change the way that we're doing things in ag you know with um, the use of you know pain pain um med- pain relief and different things like that low stress stock handling techniques um you know that, that we're going to be
1: in front of the game really Absolutely. We're all about being in front of the game, but also improving the lives of our animals and also ourselves. Less stress for our stock is less stress for us as farmers as well. But for yeah. yourself, conveying your own story within our cow, what's the sort of best ways you've been sharing expertise within land care? I'd imagine like consumers are keen to know about the environments of farmers and how they're improving it. Is that one of the ways do you think, straight to consumer?
3: Yeah, 100% definitely just education, education around, uh, what our farmers are doing. You know, we're not really chasing certifications. We're more about education. So, um, we're educating our customers about individual farmers' stories and what they're up to because each individual farmer does something differently or, you know, they're not chasing that certification, um, just, just to have a label on their product. They, they're, they're the type of guys and, and girls that are, doing these things day in day out without needing to have someone looking over their shoulder or auditing them. They're, they're making these conscious decisions within their own farm for their own benefit, their own land benefit, so that they can pass it on to the next generation and their family in a better, better um, situation.
1: Yeah. Amazing. And a bit of a tongue twister for the next one. If you weren't doing what you're doing, what would you be doing?
2: t-shirts <laughs> oh,
1: t-shirt. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be way easier
2: yeah, yeah. I, that's going to be our next business we're just going to sell t-shirts instead of trying to control the whole supply chain <laughs> um
3: i'll probably be driving a dozer or uh i don't know i like machinery we grew up driving machines so a dozer or a big excavator or something probably good old right inverted
1: go. throttle as well the first time i hopped on our dozer There's a bit of a learning curve, getting that inverted throttle right. You you panic and then you let your foot off and then you go even quicker.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But no, great stuff. And also learning for your, our cow journey, I suppose, what sort of resources did you lean on to help you through the process? Are you a YouTube geek? You like to get down to that sort of stuff or how did you learn best?
2: Um, I think we're on the job. We learnt like we learned when we were on the job, basically, and just talking to other people, listening. We do, you know, just talking to others that are in the same industry or that have been down this path, or just yeah, we we listen a lot to what other people have to say and take time to hear what they're doing or what their experiences in the industry. A lot of older people within in, in the industry
3: asking questions too, mate. You know, um, I think yeah. Um how you the 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 greatness of your life probably dictated to you by the, the questions that you ask, by the quality questions that you ask. So, you know, you're asking good questions of yourself and of others, you're gonna get some great answers and it just you know transforms your life really.
1: Yeah, I think that's a great one. No matter how sort of simple that question can be, just sort of stripping back on that why of what we're doing, simple down to like why do we give five in one to our our lambs, at weaning, those sort of questions. And then up until the probably high-level C-suite stuff, um, the questions that you're coming up with, I'd imagine, and you're actually answering them as well, are probably, that, yeah, that's a great one, I reckon. Great resource. To lean on your own community, I imagine you found that out quite well as well. But you you mentioned before you meditate. Surely you'd have a few book recommendations. you probably recommend recommending the Nike book for yourself, David, as one of your sort of inspirations, one to read? Yeah,
3: recommend. 100%. Um, Phil Knight, uh, Shoe Dog probably is the book that I'd recommend. It just uh, probably resonated with me more uh, because I was going through the exactly same thing that, you know, Phil uh, was going through at the time as well. Um, yeah, that's definitely one book that I'd recommend.
1: What about for yourself, Yankee? bit of a bookworm?
2: Yeah, I do read a few books. Um, I'm reading one at the moment. I I probably read a lot more personal development books than business sort of stuff. So I'm reading one at the moment called Connect and it's based on uh like a, a university course, I guess. So just learning how to connect with other people and connect build good relationships. So that's one thing I've really tried to focus on lately is building good relationships with everyone in, around me.
1: That's a good one. I haven't heard of that. So I'll have to drop it down in the reading list. But for for yourself, a great question that comes up from different people across agriculture that we have on the podcast. What would be a question you'd ask the next guest on the show without knowing who they are or what they do?
3: Oh, that's a tough one.
1: It can be left to field, straight down the middle, whatever you like. What's probably uh,
3: the biggest learning that you've had in your business career?
1: Good stuff. We'll roll with that. And the guests from before, they asked, what would be your death row end of meal, last meal? Oh,
3: um, probably corn, silver side, white sauce, and vegetables for me. That
1: would be the end of me. I'd but be happy with that. That. And Bianca? Take, take uh, me. Uh,
2: pork shoulder chop with mashed potato and broccoli. That's me
1: beautiful both both two different meals i didn't think you'd go for but great stuff (laughs) thank you you. and david thank you very much for coming on to farm yarns and just diving into a little bit about the person behind the audio um for the podcast i think it's great for the industry to find out from the leaders and those succeeding out in the field and especially out in the paddock as well thank you for coming on earlier on in the week and also for now Thank you for tuning in to the Farms Advice podcast. It is produced by Advert Digital, the agribusiness marketing specialist. Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more information on this episode and the others before and spread the Farms Advice. If you love this episode, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe as it helps other farmers find us too. But until then, next Tuesday, keep on farming. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Farms Advice podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country for Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.